I'm Selena Riverneider. Welcome back to Marked is Red. I took a long hiatus because I started another podcast called Docket Talk, where I talk about the Supreme Court. Um, but I'm I'm back. I've been reading books, and I have thoughts about my books. And I have a guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Liam Harney. So one of my actually, no, the first episode that I did of this podcast was about tips that I had for getting back into reading if you've been in a reading slump, um, which I was when I started this podcast. And then I was, again, like literally a year exactly after I started the podcast. Mm. And then I read the Linus series for mm-hmm. Tamora Pierce and got me out of, the, out of the reading slump. And so I was like, hmm, talk about that and talk about Tamora, Tamora Pierce. I think... I also go through reading slumps, and the best thing for me is you don't have to read good books, you know, in quotation marks. I mean, you can read a book that you find fun to read. That's not against the law, and, you know, it's much easier to read when you're actually excited by what you're reading. If you want to read a fantasy novel for teenage girls, like, go for it. (laughs) You do you. I don't judge. Yeah, because that's what that's what Tamora Pierce writes. It's fantasy yeah. novels for teenage girls, and she's bit of romance, a little bit a little bit of romance. Um, and the other reason why I wanted to talk about Tamora Pierce is, see, Liam won't know this because he's not on TikTok, but I'll fill him in. So, uh, there's a whole section of TikTok that's called Book Talk. Uh, mm-hmm. clever. Yeah, and it's about uh books, coincidentally. And they really like any books by Sarah J. Mass or Sarah J. Moss. I don't know how to say her name. I don't know her. A lot of this podcast is me looking up how to pronounce things. <laughs> What's this? I think it's a doorstop. Oh, I but wonder how much they paid for this. <laughs> you could use like almost anything as a doorstop. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, but they took my key card access away. Maybe they had to take it away to make up for the financial expenditure <laughs> of the doorstops. Okay, pronouncenames.com says it's maze. Well. That doesn't seem right. M-A-A-S? It's pronounced... Oh, okay, on her Twitter she says it's pronounced mass. Where's she from? I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. L.A. Oh. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) But she wrote uh, quite a few books. She wrote um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, um, that whole series... uh, don't know it. Okay, well, it's really popular. On Book Talk? <laughs> On Book Talk. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe I'll try it someday. Maybe. Um, and her, I'd say her books, I started reading the first one, A Court of Thorns and Roses, or Roses and Thorns, and it, it was like a romance novel set in a fantasy world, not a fantasy novel with a romance subplot, and I didn't really love it because I was more curious about like the dynamics of the universe and the main character's development beyond like her feelings for the love interest and I don't know like I don't really think that's what people read it for I think I think people read it for the romance yeah um and they have this whole like enemies to lovers arc and people are obsessed with it so I also think the length isn't super accessible of those books and that's why I stopped reading it is because it was just taking too long for anything really interesting to happen and it was kind of like this is a really unpopular opinion I'm gonna get hate for this but like I didn't (laughs) I thought it it got boring because I was like nothing's really 
nothing surprising is happening with the romance. It was like, okay, they like each other. That's great. Um, yeah. Unremarkable. Don't remember it. Tamora Pierce is underrated. That's that. I agree. There's a series. I don't remember the name of the series, but I remember the author. And everybody on Reddit is all like, oh my God, this is the best <laughs> fantasy ever. Uh, the name of the author is Brandon Sanderson. Um, and I tried to read the first book of, of the series that everybody said was amazing. I was just so bored. It was so generic. It felt like when they have those people make AI that reads a bunch of scripts and then writes one. It just <laughs> felt like that. They fed a bunch of terrible fantasy novels into a script. The main character was just so boring. No offense to Brandon Sanderson, but I think Tamora Pierce does write really good protagonists. And I've read quite a few of her series, and every protagonist I've really felt is unique and, and relatable in their own way. Yeah, uh, Brandon Sanderson wrote The Way of Kings and Mistborn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even remember. That's how boring it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Tamora, Tamora Pierce's characters are always really good. I think you've actually read more than me because I've only read Lioness and then the Becca Cooper trilogy. Yeah, I started reading the Becca Cooper, but I didn't finish it. But I did read the Lioness a few times. And I read Protector of the Small, and I also read um, the Wild Mage trilogy. Yeah, that's... Or um, Quartet, sorry. That's also the Immortals Quartet. The Immortals Quartet, yeah. I, I looked it up to double check. So she wrote um, a lot of books. She wrote over 18 books, um, according to her, and uh, I think it's the Penguin or the Random House publishing website. And so it's the Alana series or the Linus mm. series, the Becca Cooper trilogy, the Immortals Quartet, Protector of the Small, and then Trickster's Choice. Mm. And what I like about it is like the Alana series, it's shorter books. Um, they're like around 200 pages. And the Becca Cooper trilogy, they're more around like 500. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that kind of put me off from finishing it. Oh, okay. See, I, I am a Becca Cooper stan. Yeah, you read it when you were a kid, didn't you? Yes. I mean, I feel that way about the Alana Quartet. Like, that was my young teenage books. They yeah. hold a special place in my heart. I don't know what business I had reading the Becca Cooper trilogy, though, because, like, the Alana series was definitely for, like, that age group of, like, young <laughs> adult. The Becca Cooper, there was some scandalous content. I haven't gotten to that yet. It's... Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, really, really blatant spoilers on this podcast. Maybe for the listeners, it would be helpful to have a small, like, elaboration of the basic plot. Okay. Um, I'll try. Okay. You can fill in if there's things that I'm missing. I'll cut you off. I'll be like, eh. It's your podcast. It is my podcast. But I, I'll I could warn just you. edit you out completely. <laughs> no, you wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah, so it's the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's magic. But there's magic. Uh, the kingdom of Tortal, I believe, is I how say, I pronounce it. I say Tortal. Well, that sounds <laughs> kind of silly to hear it out loud. Tortal, it sounds, it sounds more magical. It's like caramel and caramel. No, it's Tortal <laughs> and Tortal. Um, so there's these twins. Um, book starts, they're pretty young, like nine or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Alana is one twin, and Tom, or Thom, I'm going to say Tom, <laughs> it's T H O M. The names are a little wacky in these books as well, which I like. Hey, it's fantasy. It is. And their mother died in childbirth, as every single mother in fantasy novels does for some reason. 
really wouldn't want to be pregnant in the Middle Ages. I don't even with magic. Um, <laughs> but their father is basically uh, a graduate student. All he does is research and, and write articles, and he has no time to raise them. So Alana and Tom are the Lord's sons and daughter, and they're given a lot of training by the town guard, uh, head guard, and the head healing woman. And Tom, the boy twin, is very, very uh, book smart. He likes like the intelligent aspects of magic and, and research. And Alana is like, she's a tomboy. She really mm-hmm. likes archery and horseback riding and sword fighting and stuff. And when they grow up, uh, I guess it was custom for lords to send their children up to court or some just away from home so they don't have to deal with them. <laughs> so they were reaching that age, and they're twins, of course, so they reach that age at the same time. Uh-huh. And the father's idea was Tom goes to uh, the city to learn how to be a knight because that is what boys do. And Alana goes to the convent and learns how to be a nun or something, as women do. And Alana's like, actually, uno reverse. What if, <laughs> Tom, you go to the convent because the convent accepts boys and girls? And what if I disguise myself as a boy and go to the capital city and become a knight? And Tom's like, that's crazy. I'm in. And <laughs> Alana basically coerces the uh, guard that raised her. And she's like, if you don't go along with this, I will put a spell on you because she has magic. And he's like, mm-hmm. he curses a lot. And he's like, okay. <laughs> That's good, yeah. And then the the whole premise is that Alana's like, I know that they don't think women can do this, so I will just pretend to be a boy until I do it. And once I have my shield, nobody can say that I'm not a real knight. Because this, there's, there's this thing called the Chamber of the Ordeal, and you go in, and you have to spend a few hours in this room, and basically, if you are not worthy of being a knight, you don't go out. Ruh-roh. And if you are, you're a knight, and nobody can take that away from you. As long as like, I will be a boy, I will train, I will get through the ordeal, and then I will tell everybody that I'm a woman. doesn't exactly go as she planned, but that's the basic plot <laughs> of the series, and you really should read it. I really like it. Shenanigans ensue. Yes, romance, deceit, <laughs> um, treachery at the <laughs> highest level of royal court. You know, I can't even... It still angers me to this day what that duke tried to do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. His own relatives he tried to kill. The audacity of the duke, really. Alana always knew he was a bad apple, though. She did. That was a plot line that I really liked. Like, this perfect guy that everybody thinks is so cool, and she just feels something is off. Yeah, that that gut feeling. Yeah, like, giving goosebumps. Yeah. It's really good. Like, there were a couple times where I just laughed, like, reading it as a girl woman because it was just like i cannot fathom like the like just terror of going through puberty with no women around to be like okay yeah that's what that's what this is like and she's also trying to like hide it it's just like it's funny i don't normally laugh out loud at books i had a i had a little giggle a couple times i'm not (laughs) i'm not even gonna lie to you little little giggle i will say i really and I've noticed this with the Becca Cooper trilogy as well. The fight scenes are so well written. They're like realistic. The length is good. You know how sometimes they go on and on and on yeah. and it's like someone would have died by now. Yeah. They feel accurate to me. As somebody who's done a lot of medieval combat, I agree. <laughs> um, there's, it's not, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. It's not like 
fencing, you know, it's mm-hmm. like punching somebody in the face and then stabbing them in the belly and then going to the next person. There's a scene in The Protector of the Small uh, Quartet where Kelladry, the main character, is put in charge of a refugee camp. Mm-hmm. She, she goes off and, you know, the whole first half of the book is just her, like, getting everybody organized, putting in the work to make the camp run neatly and getting the respect as a woman of all the men underneath her command. Uh-huh. And then she goes off on a mission and she comes back and uh, basically people from Scandinavia, <laughs> Scanrin, she doesn't even try to make it sound like something else. She just takes the first syllable yeah. and then throws a couple consonants. They're just Vikings. Yeah. They're Vikings from Scandinavia. Okay. They came to the camp and they killed everybody. Oh. And it's just a 20-page description of all the civilians, the men, women, and children, like, murdered and cut in half. And it's very unpleasant in a well-written way. Yeah. And Kelladry obviously does not feel great that these people (laughs) who were under her care were all slaughtered. I mean, she doesn't shy away from killing characters, which I like. Game Um, of Thrones. Yeah, which, I mean, it makes sense. It's a medieval fantasy novel. Why wouldn't people be dying left and right? I think, like, poverty is also always a theme in her books, which, again, makes sense for a medieval fantasy. Like, the lines of poverty in medieval cities were pretty uh, stark. Yeah, I did get a lot of that from the Becca, the the part that I read of the Becca Cooper series. She was from a poor family. Yes. Alana was from a noble family, but... She lives in the city, so she interacts with the commoners. So you get a lot of that, and especially her relationship with the King of Thieves, George, George. Cooper. A descendant of Becca Cooper, you George. know, coincidentally. Yes, a, a rapscallion of the highest order <laughs> with a heart of gold. And, you know, I can't say anything else about him because she'll just edit it out. <laughs> but, you know, he, he has quite a few knives hidden over his body. If you know what I mean. He actually literally does. And like, that's all. You know what? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the, the thing is, like, the way that Tamora Pierce describes each of the characters, it's like each of them could be a love interest. Mm. Like, she romanticizes every one of them. I absolutely agree. She introduces, like, random people with romance novel descriptions and like, I really like it. Yeah, because you his milky skin <laughs> his <laughs> tawny eyes. I'm sorry, milky skin was the first thing that came to mind for you. It's an adjective. It's I'm not a, I'm not as good as Tamora Pierce. I guess not. Ugh, I don't <laughs> She has a certain way. She really does well she always describes people's eyes and yeah. like just their overall demeanor. And so it's like well, now I, I have, like, a little crush on this character, so I'm really invested. And honestly, she knows what she's doing. Like, if she just makes you fall in love a tiny bit with every character, you're not going to put the book down. I think most of that series, for me, so Alana has to pick between either Jonathan, who's the prince, and eventually the king, and George, king of thieves. Mm, two kings. Two kings. Yeah, she's at least not picking between a prince and, like, some random <laughs> the... nobody. <laughs> Like the um, baker's son or yeah. something, you know what I mean? No, that would not do. At Hunger Games. Um, well, doesn't every girl want to pick between two kings? Yes. Mm. Like, Princes. T- uh, no, I think George was a king, like, straight up right off the bat, right? Yes. It's not exactly official. It, I thought it was the prince or the rogue. Rogue king. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't everybody <laughs> want to be wanted by two kings? Yes. That's the most important part. Here's the thing, right? What's the thing? I didn't know if most of the series, I was reading it because I was like, mm, I want to I see who she would choose or I want to see who I would choose. Mm. Because 
you know, for a while I was like, look, George, he's pretty. He's got the allure of like, you know, ooh, bad boy, you know, the typical, they kind of like squabble and she's like, I'm not getting involved in this. Don't get me involved in your stuff, but give me information. Like if you have it, which like girl relatable. Yeah, she's kind of got a, a certain disdain for his occupation mm -hmm. and she like begrudgingly likes him. Yes. That's kind of cute. Yes. <laughs> that and Jonathan also wants to be a knight. You guys get along well. Like he kept her secret. He figured out she was a girl. Figured out. <laughs> I'll say. He knew. They, he... they were fighting some gods and they took off all our clothes. That. And... Sorry to cut you off. And you know what? Let me just say one more thing. <laughs> That's not the only time in the series that happens. <laughs> Because that was the one time I was like, I don't like Tamora Pierce right now. Because why would these gods, these ancient gods, be like, I know what we're going to do. We're going to make her, we're going to make her naked. Can you believe that? Like, it just seemed so, like, fan service -y. I was like, why? I didn't mind it. Okay. All right. <laughs> There's the door. All right. No. I just want to say to the readers of this podcast that she actually pointed to the door. I did. The readers of this podcast? Yes. You stand by that. In a court of law. <laughs> Don't talk to me about courts of law. Yeah, that was a little fan service -y. Why did it, like, why? <laughs> Jesus, it again. That's so upsetting. Tamora, you could do better. Like, honestly, I wish it, you know what the most realistic thing would be? What? Alana gets her period unexpectedly. <laughs> because. Yeah. Like, oh my God, did you get that in combat? Yeah. <laughs> Are you injured? <laughs> Let me help. How? Oh my God, they cut off your. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she just puts, like, cotton rags yeah i don't i don't think how i don't think those are very absorbent i don't i don't well i don't think they had tampons no mm -mm. they would probably kill you if you tried to do that it's so dirty it's like <laughs> reused no ew okay i did like they had the birth control charm yeah put the little necklace on no baby no baby because no, i'll tell you no what stds really i think so part of it i think so i guess if they had stds at the time it was just like well <laughs> You and me both, buddy. Exactly. Like, it didn't, but uh, you know what? Because Alana was getting it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. My family listens to this. At least three men that we know of. That we know got of. It. Got it. And they were all like, there was um, the Shang warrior. I forget his name. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Coincidentally. Coincidentally. He was kind of a jerk. A little bit. But like, he was pretty. Tamora Pierce, you know, she makes pretty male characters, and Alana just got it with mm. all of them. And I was, like, proud of her. Yeah, she was a sexually independent woman. Yeah, liberated. Yeah. That's what's up. And then Jonathan was all like, because, you know, because you lost your virginity to me, it makes sense. Like, I'll marry you, blah, Jonathan, blah, blah. Jonathan was born into a very rigid role as Stupid. as a prince i wouldn't put i wouldn't be so harsh i was him. i know <laughs> i just think i think jonathan was trying to do what he thought he had to do and i think he did like her mm -hmm. i just think he wasn't willing to accept that the relationship wasn't going to work yeah. he was going to be the king and she could not be the queen and so she could never be with him Mm -hmm. And he just didn't understand that for a while. I think he did, you know, later. How how much do you want to stick to the outline? Doesn't matter. Um, you know, you, what? I heard that Tamora Pierce 
originally was a romance writer. And mm. I think that made her a good fantasy writer. Mm-hmm. The, the romance in the books, and there is romance in every single one of the books. And there's one romance we can talk about later that's a little creepy, but let's stick to <laughs> Alana for now. Like, it's so well done. You read it, and you were like, oh, I, I, I hope she chooses this one, but the other one is so good as well. You're exposing me for being... 21 years of age simping after a, a love triangle in a young adult fantasy novel so mm. thanks i mean you don't mind about spoilers right no. i think she made the right choice i think george was better for her yeah. i think jonathan was a good king but a bad lover you know <laughs> a little too arrogant you know he would never have can i be explicit <laughs> you can you can be okay yeah, but I'm going to have to censor it out, so don't swear like every other word, but okay. you can you can be explicit. He would have never, you know, <laughs> he would have thought it was <laughs> unkingly. <laughs> I'm just saying, Tamora Pierce does such a good job of characterization. That <laughs> I feel like I can really picture these <laughs> when I read the book, because she's such a great romance novel writer. Well, then he got his uh, his new girl. Say Yeah. Yeah, the Mongolian. I think. Yes. Or Cambodian. I think that's where that yeah, he was based on. That of. general area. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I'm glad that they wrapped it up like that, that Jonathan did get some sort of a happy ending. Because like he had a moment where I was like, I don't like you very much. Like, calm down. She's Was not... it in the desert? Yeah, when he yeah. was throwing his little hissy fit. Yeah, that was pretty unkingly of Yeah. Him. It was it was just like embarrassing. He was trying to use her as a way to rebel against mm-hmm. what he thought of. As like a prison that he was born into, and that was not fair to her. No. I like how we're like analyzing the relationship of these fictional <laughs> characters. Like Alana, he's not good for you. You know, George cares about you. I think Jonathan liked the idea of Alana, mm. or she, he liked one like very specific aspect of Alana, but he didn't like Alana as a whole human being. While George... They were both a little too stubborn. Yeah. George saw Alana for, like, everything that she was. And Mm. he was like, yes, wife. I definitely, like, I think at first I was uh, like, oh, maybe Alana could be with Jonathan. Like, that that would work. But I, what I really liked is the romance arc changed along with Alana's character arc. Like, she changed as a person. Yeah. Um, Which is just, it just makes it so much more interesting and realistic than if the dynamic of the love triangle stayed the same through the whole series because she ages like six seven years or something crazy like that yeah Yeah. um because it starts when she's like 11 and it ends with her getting married which well in medieval times you know that could be like what a year yeah (laughs) but um yeah i by the end i was like if she doesn't pick george (laughs) i don't know what we're gonna do here yeah it actually the the book, The Protector, uh, the Wild Mage series, the one, it's set chronologically directly after the end of the Alana series. Mm-hmm. So you actually get a little, you know, mini fan fiction of Alana and George living together in a castle and they have kids together and it's really cute. Aww. So you should read that. Is it fan fiction if it's by the author? <laughs> no, that's a good point. It just feels like fan fiction. It feels like fan fiction. <laughs> um, did you read fan fiction when you were Oh, younger? definitely. Oh, my God. Which ones? I don't know. Okay. I don't want to talk what about was it. it. <laughs> what was your platform of choice? I was a I, Wattpad girl personally. I can't remember. It was oh, okay. a while ago. Okay. You can't remember. 
I don't mind. I'll say it on air live. <laughs> you heard it here first. I read Wattpad. Oh my god. Did you write fan fiction? Yeah. What a silly question. I already knew the answer to yeah, it. Yeah, you did. I wrote it on my iPod Touch. I would write it <laughs> <laughs> in the notes app. I would write it like either um, with my younger cousin or I'd write it with um, a couple of my friends in middle school who were also really into like the Avengers or I think it was like the Avengers, Maze Runner. Uh, those are the two that are coming to mind. I remember for one of my friends, her birthday, <laughs> she was like, for my birthday, I want you to write me. A, f- a fan fiction for Maze Runner. Like, just put me in Maze Runner. And I did it, and it was good. Um, you know, call me crazy, but when people say fan fiction, I immediately think of, like, f- romantic fan fiction. That's all that it is. Okay, good. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know if I was off base. Because, no, because she was, like, um, I don't know who the main character of Maze Runner. I never read that series. Maze Runner. Okay. You're gonna I'm too cool for those. <laughs> dystopian young adult novel. Sorry. Sorry that I wasn't, but anyway, she was like, I want a love story with Tommy. And so kind of weird to that. write like romance of your friend. Well, it wasn't graphic. I was like 12. All right. All right. Um, also like the fact I wrote semi decent, like slow burn romance <laughs> for a girl who didn't even, I didn't even text boys in middle school. This I, is why I you got all you needed out of the fan fiction. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to text them even if I wanted to, <laughs> so it didn't really matter. Mm. I did start reading Crime and Punishment. It's How far into it are you? I'm only like ten pages, and it made it made me miss Tamora Pierce. So I was like, I'm definitely doing this episode today because it's just like this guy's rambling. That's the whole book. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he rambles for about the whole book, and I like that because it really just feels like you're in the head of a. A person, you know, he's not necessarily crazy or he's no crazier than any of us could be. He's just, he's a pretty smart guy, so he's good at trying to rationalize. And it's interesting to to see that process. I think we all can relate to, you know, having crazy ideas and, and justifying them. Yeah. And this whole book is just, you know, spoiler alert, it's about this guy justifying a really crazy decision <laughs> and then dealing with the repercussions of that. And I really like that. I like old books mm-hmm. because it's really cool to me to see that people who lived before me were also people. You know, every yeah. bit of relatability that I get from a book that's over 100 years old just makes me so happy. I don't know why. I, no, I mean, I I, I understand. That, that makes sense to me. It's just the the language I I get so frustrated with it and I think it's just it reminds me of like high school English classes when we were required to read it but I'm enjoying or I don't know if enjoying is the right word I'm suffering less than I expected with the language of crime and punishment um so that's encouraging that's good there were some cultural references that I did not understand um of Russia in whatever (laughs) the 19th century but I Googled them, you know, and I learned a little bit, and I feel like that was an added bonus of the book. Yeah. 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 So, Alana. Alana. um, (laughs) You know, she's my favorite protagonist of all the Tamora Pierce protagonists. Why? Partly nostalgia, Mm -hmm. of course. She was the one. She's so cool as well. But also, I think she's the most uh, well-rounded. You know, she's not 
a Mary Sue. The other characters are kind of perfect, um, mm-hmm. like Keladry of Mindelin, the protector of the small. Her quirk is like, oh yeah, I'm calm all the time. Oh, yeah, like, okay. Oh, also, like, I really love animals and they love me. Like, that's my <laughs> that's my personality. And yes, she is really cool and she's really good, you know. And it has some of the vibes of the Alana series where she has to train and keep up with the boys. Yeah. But Alana has a temper. She's got a temper on her. She's mm, a fiery woman. She's a feisty. She is feisty. <laughs> and, you know, she's sometimes feisty to the point of being, like, unreasonable. Yeah. And I like that because that is human. Alana's not perfect. Her negative qualities are related to her positive qualities, just like ours are. You know, her stubbornness is her greatest strength. And it's, you know, a weakness of hers as well. And I really like that about that series. Yeah, she is a very, like, lovable character because of that. Mm -hmm. I think so, you know, you start rooting for her and then she does something stupid, like, you know, lose her day. Get some control of yourself, girl. (laughs) Splash some cool water on your head before you make these decisions. But you're just like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to blow your cover. Because the whole pretense it's kind of like Mulan she pretends to be a boy so she can train to be uh, a knight um really cool premise really cool really well executed I think yeah and it it's just it's really funny especially in the first book it was funny for me because it I was just picturing like middle school boys running Mm, around learning how to be knights (laughs) and just Alana, like this, like a a middle school girl um, also running around uh, trying to be a knight. I got distracted looking at the um, giant spikes in our recording from when my sweater touched my microphone when I was fixing the level of your mic. Leave that that in. Leave that in. Boom. Yeah. Authentic. It's something that no other podcast could provide. The exact amplitude of your sweater is unique to you and, and to this podcast studio, I think. It's my intellectual property, TM, 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 TM. TM. That's how it works, right? Copyright law? You just say TM. Well, as a pre-law major, <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> guarantee that that is how that works. A pre-law major? Yes. That exists at UMass? Not exactly. <laughs> I can't get into it. It's probably too complex for you or any of the listeners to understand. Oh, um, uh-huh. But, yeah. I'm so happy you came here to mansplain. <laughs> I uh, Isn't that what podcasts are? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, Speaking of sexism. <laughs> speaking of sex. No. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> speaking of sex. Yes, dear. Ism, no. Oh. Speaking of sexism. <laughs> you had my attention one, and then you lost no, it. No, <laughs> one <laughs> Speaking of sexism, mm. I think it's bad and wrong. And as a male, you know, I think I am going to be the one to end it. I'm so proud of I'm you. I'm going to fight that scourge. <laughs> so proud of you. I, I'm really just the feeling like you are the savior right now for women. Um, you know what Alana would, would <laughs> do you know what? Speaking of sexism, again, um... I definitely had a crush on Alana. I thought she was so f***ing cool. <laughs> you probably did, too. Uh, who doesn't? I, I had, know, like, I think purple I, eyes, that's pretty bad. That's pretty cool. Red hair. Alana... Why not? Um, <laughs> Muscular. <laughs> she can swing a sword or two. Yeah, 
ride a horse like nobody's business. That's true. Not the best archer, but hey, who is? Hey, am I right? Am I right? Oh, God. Magical. Mm. Magical, muscular girl. <laughs> That's all I want to be, you know? Like, I think if I had read Alana at the same age that I read the Becca Cooper books, Alana would have become my whole personality. I could see that. I would just like study her because mm. that's basically what I did with Becca Cooper. I related to Becca Cooper a lot because her whole, she's a more flawed character. You might like her if you ever get around to reading the series. Um, but she is like painfully shy. Yeah. I have uh, noticed that in the 20, 30 pages I've read. Yeah. And to the point where it's almost, it's like uncomfortable to read. And then when she finally has like these little momentary breakthroughs it's so exciting mm. you feel like it's you having that success sometimes like strong female protagonist or the stereotypical quote-unquote strong female protagonist is actually a really horrible character and not interesting because yeah. they're like unemotional yep. no love interest no, no weaknesses no weaknesses yeah. alana in the books She's not a natural. Like, she doesn't pick right. up the sword and beat the boys because she's so <laughs> cool. Like, she has to work for it. Mm -hmm. She has to work harder than the boys. And she does, you know, because she wants it as much as they do. And she wants it more than they do. She's willing to, to overcome her natural disadvantage. She's smaller than them. And they all just think she's, you know, a naturally small guy. But she overcomes those obstacles. That's not, that's not a weakness. That's even more strength. Another thing I really like about her. Yeah. I really... I, appre I appreciated... Stop laughing at me. I know how to podcast. Want to share it with the class? I'm not saying anything. Okay. I just hope you keep the silence in <laughs> because it's really funny. <laughs> I appreciated the descriptions of all the pretty dresses that they wore to court. And that, again, is not something you normally find in novels where it's like, hmm, tough female protagonist. Because there's like, it's devoid of any like traditional femininity. And sometimes a girl likes a pretty dress. Mm. And like when I know when I was younger, I was like kind of a pretty good mix of like tomboy and girly. It was like kind of jarring sometimes. Mm. But I would always get so disappointed because, like, I wanted to read a book about a girl who was a tomboy, but she was still a girl. Yeah. And I don't think authors know how to do that. And I don't know, like, what code Tamora Pierce cracked. Because she nails it every single time. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was a tomboy. But, like, I looked into it. I couldn't find anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, that reminded me of the protector of the small quartet. Because this is after Alana gets her shield. Mm -hmm. And... The new rule is that women can try for their shield after Alana did it. And the protagonist, Keladry, she goes in as a woman. She does not have to pretend to be a boy, which is good because yeah. rehashing that would have been kind of boring. Yeah. She already did it perfectly. She doesn't need to do it again. But it added some new interesting dynamics to the story. And Keladry would always wear a dress to supper because she's like, I don't want them to think I'm a boy. I'm a woman. Uh, I'm a knight. I'm trying to be a knight, but I'm also a woman. I hope they don't forget that. They never did. They were always like, I hate women. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. <laughs> so she, there was no danger of that, but she was also very conscious of her femininity. And mm -hmm. I think Tamora did a good job in that series as well. Yeah, I think that too, like, shows up in the Becca Cooper series. Like, one of the 
first die because the Becca Cooper series, it's like a journal that mm, yeah. um, Becca keeps. And one of the first entries, she's talking about like how she feels about her own body and like how feminine she is and how she's like, I don't, I, it's fine. I'm, I'm not dating anyone. It doesn't really matter. So it's fine. And like, that was just like so well done because I feel like any, anybody can relate to that at, at certain points and okay Liam we get it you're not a woman but like <laughs> <laughs> this is why I only have women on my podcast <laughs> um but I although I didn't really I didn't really get it because I was like 10 so I was like what do you what do you mean Becca I don't hello like uh also the vocabulary like they have um different she kind of made up like a Tamora Pierce kind of made up like a whole medieval language i don't it's know how accurate like hundreds of years before the alana series mm-hmm. so there's like slang yeah and i got a good chunk in before i realized there was a glossary in the back i was, I was like i have no idea what they're talking about yeah i I'm just gonna keep reading and hope <laughs> it resolves itself it i think the same thing happened to me the first time i read it um i i really like it when books have glossaries that are used sparingly enough you know if you're constantly having to flip back and forth i don't love it um, I liked it with the Becca Cooper books because I, again, wanted to be Becca Cooper. Mm. And so... Tell me you didn't go to school using those words. No. Okay, good. But I definitely, like, taught my friends and, like, my younger cousins. And I was like, this is what this word... I don't remember any of them. But I was like, this is what this word means. Um, I did the same thing with uh, Dragonese, with How to Train Your Dragon books. Mm. Did you ever read those? No. Get out. Um... Anyway, off topic, off topic. This is such a, this is a professional operation. I think professional podcasts go off topic. Yeah, they do. Okay, I think we can kind of wrap it up. I have one more thing to talk about. Okay, then talk about it. Go off. Wild magic. Wild magic. In between the Protector of the Small and the Alana series is this book about this girl who is like the supreme ultra horse girl. (laughs) She talks to her horses and they love her. Uh And eventually she talks to every animal and they all love her. And the only thing that I want to talk about about that series, it's my, I like it. It's Tamora Pierce. It's good. It's my least favorite of the three. Um, She's definitely a Mary Sue. Do you want to explain what a Mary Sue is? I would love to. So for the (laughs) ignoramuses among the audience, (laughs) for the people who are not yet aware of what a Mary Sue is, it's this concept in, in literature and and art in general, where literature characters, women characters are like perfect. They have no flaws and they just do everything right. And they're so kind all the time and it's boring. And so it's a kind of a denigrative term. So Dane is a Mary Sue because she doesn't really have any character flaws. She's just trying to do the right thing all the time. Boring. Uh, but the thing about the series is she is an orphan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the start of the book, she's like 14, I think. And she gets taken uh, to the capital city to be a horse trainer because she's really good at it. And then she gets apprenticed by this mage named Numair, uh-huh. who is, I want to say, like, 27 at the start of the series and i <laughs> you not by the third book they do be canoodling and that is the word that tomorrow pierce uses to describe it and in the third book she's like 16 or uh, 17 and he's like 30 uh, and i looked online because like 
is nobody else talking about this? And there was like a giant thread on TamoraPierce.com or something like talking about whether it was okay or not. And the consensus was that it was fine. Cons- I found it a little weird because not only was he 30 and she was 14 or whatever, or 27 and 14 when they met, like yeah. he was her teacher. Yeah. He was her mentor. Yeah. Not even the age thing necessarily, which I think inherently is a bit odd, but the power dynamic was scuffed. <laughs> So I found that weird, but they do like each other, so. Well, it was statutory canoodling. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Tortal has that on the books. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Jonathan never made a log into statutory canoodling. Uh, probably because he did some of it with Alana. Like, ye- he was older than her by two years or so. Ye- uh, or one. I think I think it was one. He was her mentor. He, there was yeah, power that's differential. that's true. Yeah. That's true. And he was a prince. Yes. 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 And he knew her secret, so... Are we just going to ruin this for ourselves? we got to no, stop. No, I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, Numer and Dane, I mean, the thing about books is you see inside people's minds, and she was the one that was initiating it. Mm, but, like, in statutory canoodling, you know. Guys, yes. He should have also, they were trauma bonded. They've been through a few <gasps> wars together, you know. He was Tomorrow. not. He was not. As bad as he could have been. Yeah. I'll put it that way. I just think, like, why? Because she didn't have to do that. She could have made it like he was her mentor, but they were the same age. Yeah. She could have done that. I want to know. But she didn't. She didn't. No. She didn't. And she I'm. Did she didn't. And I'm upset. Maybe she was like, let me make this really accurate to real medieval times when women didn't have rights. That was a big, you know, topic in the Tamora Pierce forum. They're like, but in the Middle Ages, that was normal. But like, therefore moral relativity it's okay i kind of i despise that in fantasy novels because it's like there's magic there's there's a talking cat in the alana and the becker cooper series which love that (laughs) yeah i bet you do (laughs) every single animal in the dane series the wild magic series talks exactly so why is there statutory canoodling (laughs) couldn't tell you couldn't ask tomorrow i I will just so such a romance. No two characters could have a close relationship without some canoodling. Maybe she started the series without any canoodling intention, but mm. she just couldn't stop herself. Yeah. No, I could see that. Maybe her hands were just the- involuntarily <laughs> typing these romance scenes. And she's like, no, this is wrong, but it feels so right. And then her editor was like, looks good. And then she's the publisher like, was like, You've awesome. already made us $20 million this year, Tamora. You know what? You've earned this one. Go for it. I'm just like, it is it is a children's book. Yes. That's what I don't like, is it's people that age reading it and being like, oh, she had a relationship. Exactly. With it. Yeah. That is the biggest problem I had with it. Because everybody thinks that they're like Dane and Numair, but they're actually just like a child and a pedophile. <laughs> it's not quite as romantic in real life. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) moving Moving swiftly onward, um, I want to talk about finishing the Alana series as like a way to wrap this up because I cried. I was in my living room with my parents. I think they were watching football and uh, I realized I was getting to the end of the book. It was like the final battle. You didn't know how things were going to end. I was already getting a little choked up because I was like, what if Alana and George don't get together? What, what, <laughs> what, what, what do I do with myself? And so I went upstairs to finish it 
because I knew I was going to cry. It like nothing sad even had to happen, but it was just like the resolution of this book with these characters I was so invested in. And I think the last time I cried finishing a book series was Harry Potter in third grade. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. If that isn't a pitch for this book, I don't know what is. You should read the book. Read the book now. What book? Alana. Oh, I thought you were talking I'm to talking me. talking to the audience. Oh, sorry. That's not everything's about you. You're holding eye contact with me. I don't know what the etiquette for podcasting is. <laughs> Finish the book. Stop. Read the book. Stop. All of that was like completely fried because you were so close to the microphone. I know. I did that on purpose. Oh, that's you know, really... I'm a microphone. Anyway. Sound design? I also think I cried finishing the book. Yeah. And I think, you know, spoilers, read the book Please, Please. Uh, even if the spoilers spoil you, just read the book. Uh, but, you know, at the very end of the book, or towards the end of the book, Alana's brother, Tom, mm-hmm. dies mm. uh, to save her. And so does the Shang warrior, Liam. And, you know, it does actually kind of remind me of Harry Potter in that these people die off screen. And they're just, we see them as objects. And the last time we saw them, they were full of life. And, like, yeah, it's just... It's good. Liam's arc is good because I'm going to keep saying spoilers. It's, yeah, I'll put a spoiler warning. He told her, he told Alana when they were really intimate, like, I, oh, no. He told Alana when they were intimate, like, oh, I already know my destiny. And then after he died, he sent her a letter and he was like, Alana, if you're reading this, I'm dead. (laughs) I just wanted you to know that, like, it was really great, and, you know, when I was, like, 10 years old, a monk told me I was going to die, and I think I'm going to die in this battle, and if I do, uh, it was nice to know you, and it was very emotional. It was a little more emotional than whatever real... Well, yeah, real... see, I'm trying to get you to read the book. I yeah. don't want to give you the full buffet meal. I just give you a little <laughs> appetizer, and you have to get it yourself. Yeah, it's just, like... I would say, like, what we're definitely not doing justice and... No, milky skin is not you know, <laughs> Tenora's level. No, um, the world building is phenomenal. The character development is phenomenal. The character arc, which is kind of the same thing as development, but don't come at me, also phenomenal. Most importantly, it's an easy read. It's very easy. I finished four books in, I think, two days. Yeah, yeah. I didn't finish it that fast. I read it over Christmas, though. I swear, I'm I'm, I'm a fast reader. <laughs> We're going to have to, like, speed read something at the same time and settle it once and for all who's the faster reader. Um, yeah, so if you're looking to get back into reading, I highly recommend Young Adult Fantasy. Yes, um, easy to get out of a slump with Young Adult Fantasy. Yeah, especially if, like, you liked reading a lot when you were younger and that's the kind of books that you read when you were younger. Like, reading, um, like... Reading your comfort books from when you were younger is so fun. Yes. When you're older. Um, and, you know... And ma- what do you have to prove? Who are you trying to... Well, yeah. Oh, I'm smart. I read books that I don't like reading. No, it's, reading is not about that. Yeah, like crime and punishment. <laughs> well, obviously, that's good, too. It's good to, like, push yourself. But if it's a choice between reading an easy book and not reading at all, you know, read an easy book and feel good about it. Yeah. That's yep. what I say. Um, this has been Docket Talk. Thank you for no, joining No, <laughs> no. Get out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Marked as Red, episode number whatever. I don't even remember the last time I recorded. Hopefully I'll record more often because I'm reading more often now. Um, you should check out 
theamherstwire.com, uh, the other podcasts on the Amherst Wire, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. I believe we're also on Apple Podcasts and just online if you Google us. And you can find me on Twitter at Selena Rivernider, Instagram at Selena Rivernider. If you have feedback, always appreciated, or book requests. I probably won't take it, honestly. If you tell me what book to read, I'm not going to read it. Um, what else can you do? You can leave comments on AmherstWire.com under this episode. And you should also listen to my other podcast, uh, Docket Talk. It's about the Supreme Court. And obviously, we have, like, plenty going on with that. Okay. Final message from me. From you? Oh, yes. oh, you're assuming you can't have one? This is our sponsor. Our sponsor? NordVPN. <laughs> no. <laughs> no! No, final message for real can splice this in anywhere but I, I think it's important okay read the song of the lioness quartet read the protector of the small quartet they are on internetarchive.com you can create a free account and read the pdfs it's free it's good i'm not condoning illegally it's downloading. not illegal i'm not condoning not paying authors but i also understand the entirety of this listener base is probably college students yeah Hey, I already bought the books, so. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We bought it for you. We, yeah. bought, we bought a copy for I, everyone. I'm giving you permission <laughs> to read the series without paying the author. Thanks, Liam. You're welcome. Okay, that's enough.